Welcome to Filmy Girls Idolcast. Hit it. Today is winners Love Me Love Me, performed with a live band at KSPO Dome in Seoul, South Korea on October 27, 2019. And this performance holds a special place in my heart because I was actually in the audience for this concert. And let me tell you, it was incredible. I walked into the venue with only a casual fan's knowledge of the group, talking really, really, every day, millions. And I emerged three hours later, not only a brand new hardcore winter stand, but I also finally really, really understood why they have won over the Korean public. Let me tell you a little story. Um, a couple of days before the concert, I went out to dinner with a Korean friend of mine who lives in Seoul. And I kind of hedged when she asked me what my plans were for the next day because I didn't want to out myself as an idol fan. So I was like, mm, sightseeing, uh, I'm going to a concert. <laughs> and she wasn't going to let that pass. She was like, oh, which concert? And um, I was like, uh, do you know the group Winner? And I was expecting her to say no, 
because she hadn't even known who the famous to me k-pop idols were um you know plastered all over the subway for like these celebration signboards but to my surprise she got really excited and was like oh my god i love jinu and like it just all started to make sense to me because you know winner they're an idol group they're you know a k-pop group but they have grown their careers very, very differently from other K-pop groups kind of of their same sort of, you know, debut age range. So Winner formed in 2013. They debuted in 2014. But their first real breakout hit wasn't until 2017's Tropical House Bop, Really Really. A song, and I mean this in the best way possible, like that is meant to be experienced while listening to the radio and doing the dishes. I, I liked really really I liked it well enough to get a ticket to the winter concert um, but I'm not gonna lie to you I honestly had never really been compelled to look deeper into their catalog because I assumed that really really was about as deep as it went well friends you know what they say about assuming things I have never been happier to admit that I was wrong <laughs> I mean, you know, not that there's anything bad about feel-good radio music. You know, feel-good radio music that makes you actually feel good is really hard to write. It takes talent and skill to be able to do that. Um, and I told this story in another episode, but I think it's worth repeating again. One night on that same trip, I was walking through the subway station kind of near my hotel as all the little like shop stalls were closing up and I'm walking past this like accessory clothes um, shop. The girl working was playing the radio, you know, as she's kind of puttering around. So I'm walking past and I hear millions come on and then I hear her turn it up. You know, was that a coincidence? Did I happen to walk past this like shop that employed an inner circle? I mean, maybe. Or maybe Millions is just like a good song to play at the end of a long day. The dummy here is me <laughs> for not digging deeper into Winner's catalog earlier. Take a song like Zoo. This is from their mini album released May 15th, 2019. It's this like laid back bossa nova song, you know, in the verses, complete with these like little flute riffs. And it just kind of builds and builds until you get to this like all out rock chorus. And then it goes back again. And, you know, back and forth. And it's got these, like, super cute lyrics, animal-themed, you know, hence Zoo, calling out a girl for playing games. No, 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 I'm not your puppy. What? 
the floor. 남자를 잡다 펼주라로 난 벗은 거려니 여항 속 the slinky retro disco of dress up which is from cross released october 23rd 2019 and this one oh my god it has got this falsetto pre-chorus that like it just gives me chills <laughs> the shoegazy teaser from remember which is their most recent release april 9th 2020 and it's built around this like this echoey guitar riff that i mean slow dive could have done it it's gorgeous But I am not going to talk about those songs today. This episode is going to be focused on Winner's second full album, Every Day, and that is E-V-E-R-Y-D-4-Y, released April 4th, 4-4-2018. And, you know, it was the album of their rebirth as a four-member group. Four is very important to Winner. So, you know, I watched the 2013 reality series, Win, Who Is Next, for this episode, and 
There's this moment at the end of episode 11 where Daesung from Big Bang, who was guest, you know, guest appearing in it, and he says something that really stuck with me. He says, there are flowers that bloom in spring and flowers that bloom in autumn. You know, in 2013, Winner could not have known how prophetic those words would be because, I mean, it would take years before those flowers would bloom for them. And winning the competition in that series, it gave them, I mean, it gave them this impossible name, Winner, and the pressure to live up to it and to prove themselves worthy because the guys they were up against who became Icon, I mean, were also very, very talented. And I think the, the members, like, as you learn watching that series, you know, they're, they're ambitious, but they're also very um, humble, too. And I think that they all felt a lot of pressure to sort of prove that they were worthy, to prove that they did deserve to be on stage. They did deserve to sing for us, that they had something to say. They're, I mean, you, you do get this sense that these are um, just very, very earnest, very, very earnest men. So the five original members of Winner that we meet in that series, um, it's rappers Song Min-ho and Lee Sung-hoon, a.k.a. Mino and Hoon-hee, singer-songwriters Kang Sung-yoon and Nam Tae-hyun, a.k.a. Yoon and Tae-hyun, and then the sweet-faced, sweet-voiced vocalist Kim Jin-woo, my friend's favorite member, and deservedly so. So the group's early material... It just has this seriousness and this sort of, um, not an adult attitude, but just this, you know, an almost somber attitude, which is pretty unusual for like a debut idol group. I mean, usually you, you find kind of more, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just a very strange, just a very just strange atmosphere on some of these early songs. Their, one of their early kind of minor hits was this 2014 song from their um, original album, SS, called Empty. And the lyrics were written in part by Nino, and it opens with these depressing lines. My reflection in the mirror is so empty, as if there's nothing there. I mean, that is quite, that is quite the mission statement. so their early material is kind of all 
painted with this this brush and and you know on top of that there was this long wait between you know when they won and became winner and then getting that first album released in 2014 and then again another long wait between that album and their next release in 2016 um you know that would turn out to be their final release as a five-member group and the official story seems to be that they couldn't get any material approved by then YG boss Young Hyung Suk and or that they were all busy with solo activities um and there was also uh Huni um had injured his back pretty badly and I'm sure that didn't you know really help things and I also suspect that there was a lot of personality conflict as well as conflict over their image and direction you know like a lot of idol groups they were just sort of put together and had to figure out how to work together who was the leader who was going to set the tone for what direction they were going and you know on top of sort of these normal kind of idol conflicts three of the five members were songwriters and they each had a distinctive style and a distinctive taste distinctive voice sort of trying to balance those three things it must have been difficult and you know led to a lot of tension and you know it did lead to some very interesting work um but it also contributed to i think the this agonizingly slow trickle of releases you know especially for this new group and just this uncommercial song and image and you know in 2016 they had 15 songs to their name after you know three years after being formed it it just must have made that name feel like a a yoke around their necks so that final release as five their second release as a group um exit e released february 1st 2016 the title track to this mini album was taehyun's song baby baby which is an absolutely charming retro 6-8 soul ballad performed complete with microphone stand like hand gesture dances if you've ever seen soul train with groups like the ojs you know exactly what i'm talking about it is oh it's beautiful so i'm gonna play some of that song a live performance from their appearance on um, sketchbook and you're gonna hear first taehyun he's got this like lovely warm tenor then you're gonna hear jinu and then you're gonna hear yoon who's their powerhouse then mino rapping and then huni rapping
I mean, yes, this song appeals directly and specifically to me personally, um, enough so that I'm angry I hadn't heard it, hadn't, you know, heard it earlier. But just to give a little comparison, this is a song that was dominating the music show charts while Winner was doing their promotions for Exit E. G-Friend with their song Rough, which racked up, you know, 15 music show wins during that promotion cycle. I mean, maybe it was bad luck for Winner to try and make an impression in that year. You know, it contained also TT from Twice, popular songs from solo guys like Zico, Dean, um, and Crush, as well as a battle ramping up between boy groups BTS and EXO. Um, and I can only imagine YG looking at Winner's low chart position and sales, um, especially compared to BTS and XO, not to mention their own agency senior's Big Bang, and asking, you know, serious questions about Winner's commercial appeal and whether it was worth investing more resources in this group. So things finally came to a head um, later that year when Nam Taehyun announced that he was quitting both the group and Idol Life on November 25th, 2016. A few years later, he would say about the music writing process with Winner, quote, All I worried about was coming up with catchy lyrics or an addictive hook that could fit the group style. I wasn't happy at all. I've talked about this in previous episodes, I, I think maybe even in my very first episode, but Idol music is a delicate balance between the commercial and the artistic. When it works right, you get masterpieces like Big Bang's Made album, which I do want to dedicate another one of these album episodes to in the future because it's a masterpiece. You know, if you lean too far in one direction or the other, things get all out of whack. Make it too commercial and fans feel like ATMs, like cash machines. Too far to the artistic and things get very self-indulgent. Established idols can, and do, indulge their artistic side with the full support of their fandoms, but it can take years, years and years, to establish that level of trust. For a rookie group, especially for a rookie group, they have to give the listeners something that they'll find enjoyable. And in interviews for Exit E, members hinted that, you know, they were flat out told that if they couldn't write catchy songs, they would bring in writers who could. So it's completely understandable that a guy like Taehyun, who just 
it just really feels like he was unable to adjust to these commercial realities of show business. It's understandable that he decided that both he and the group would be better off if he left. And we can't know what the remaining four members themselves went through, but it seems pretty clear to me that they must have reached some kind of consensus about what it is they wanted to do. They wanted to stay a group, which could not have been guaranteed, and they were going to pivot away from the moody, mysterious image that they'd been kind of painted with and head towards a sunnier, funnier, and ironically, a more authentic feeling image. After all, two of the four remaining members, singer Yoon and rapper Huni, had gotten their start on K-pop talent shows before becoming YG trainees. I mean, these guys are showboats. They want to be on stage. And Mino spent the better part of one of Winner's hiatuses battling other rappers all the way to the final competition on reality show Show Me the Money. These were men determined to make their careers in show business. They were determined to do whatever it took. A little over a year from Exit E, on April 4th, 2017, Winner made their first comeback as a four-member unit with that song, Really Really, written by Yoon in the ultra-trendy tropical house style. And it was a smash hit. They went from number 94 on the year-end digital chart in 2016, all the way up to number 10 in 2017. On the year-end streaming chart, they went from not even making the top 100 in 2016 to number 11 in 2017. Their gains in the K-pop world were a bit more modest, going from one music show win to six wins, but that is still a big improvement. All of a sudden, the name winner didn't seem like such a joke, and the momentum continued with the second single release in 2017. The very charming Love Me Love Me, which we heard at the top of this episode. And then finally, Winner's second full-length album, released four years after their first one, five years after they'd formed as a group. It was a brand new era. The story Winner tells about every day is that it was supposed to be a mini-album, but they kept adding songs and adding songs until YG was forced to release it as a full album. Mino and Yoon wrote the bulk of the album, but Huni also contributed two tracks. Before I dip into these songs, one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about this album was that it sets the mold for the group that Winner becomes as four members, evenly balanced between vocal and rap, artist and idol, each voice contributing a unique and complementary color. So let's start with the rappers. Mino and Huni, they have completely opposite styles. Mino has this like, like really great sort of husky voice that just, it, it can puncture through the strongest walls of sound. And he started off his career as sort of this more aggressive, percussive rapper, but by the time we get to every day, his style has grown to include more soft edges. And Huni, on the other hand, has this sort of gentle tenor, and it is such a nice contrast to Mino's rasp. The two of them, they sound really good together. And, you know, where Mino, he can bite and spit his syllables very aggressively. Um, but Huni has maintained this sort of smoother, more 
I guess I'd call it like classic style to his rapping. I'm going to play a bit of the song called Born Hater from Epic High, who I have talked about on here before, um, because it features a verse from Mino. This song is from 2014, just to get that sound in your ear. Um, I'm also going to play a bit of Tablo's verse, just because he ha- he does have that smoother style that I think Huni kind of follows in. And then I'll play Mino's verse. I'm a born hater. Dolly Van Picasso, Nabella Scarce Millet, El fucking Greco, Na Echo, VJ, a gang from shit, the Vogue Pion Blow, Na Adi Munazing shit. The Wolle Song Gurgit, it up can now a Munjahana up, so don't fuck them. So I understand when I don't tech kind of G. Can I'm Jedi and Chuck and why you act like a bit? Nimi Shipayan, Jimenai Pomian, Chikumido, my Monte Corpo Jang, then Song Gong, Pesa Badina, and Chinta do the Yak Gong, the Shibo, the Banao Gamma, the Puma Chodam, fuck them. Black beers are now about. And now I'm going to play a couple verses from Winner's most recent title track called Hold. And I'm going to play Mino first and then Huni, just to, you know, sort of give you the little contrast. So Mino has been praised left and right by critics, and deservedly so, for not only his lyrical skills and his production skills. I think Huni tends to get overlooked when you talk about rapping and winner. But, I mean, to my mind, he is the king of catchy wordplay. And as you'll hear, his verses are almost always, always the earwormiest parts of their singles. So let's just say that I was not surprised to hear that Huni's older sister was a massive fan of the group H.O.T. And that means Huni, by proxy, almost certainly listened to a lot of H.O.T. as a kid. And I strongly suspect that unleashing Huni's inner K-pop idol sense was one of the biggest game changers for four-member winner. So moving on to the vocal line, we have Jinu and Yoon. So Jinu is the one member of Winner who does not contribute anything to songwriting, but that doesn't mean he's unimportant. He has the gift of a voice just as sweet as his face. It has this like very um, clear, very pure tone that can blend in with anything, any song, any style. And I think his voice, it's often used as um, like the glue of a Winner song holding everything together kind of like the bass line it gives us like just very solid very stable bass for everything else to to play off of his voice you know it's it's often layered um and kind of acts like this thickener um sort of just fleshing out the vocals and and just making them sound really nice um (laughs) and yoon um, let's just say that I walked into that stadium a casual fan, and I walked out of that stadium a 100% percent 
fan of one Kang Sung Yoon, who is now my like alt bias or whatever the kids say these days. The man is incredible. He has got this killer rock voice. And it's been interesting for me like going back in their catalog because much like Mino, his style really grew and developed over the years. And he used to, when he started off, he used to have this more like aggressive guttural tone, but he developed a lot more nuance and just these shades, shades and colors in his voice and what he can do. And believe me when I say he deserved to win King of Masks singer, I think it was six times in a row earlier this year, 2020. Absolutely wowing audiences across Korea with his performances of these just like classic ballads. So just to get their voices in your ear, here's a bit of Jinu from his recent solo release, which is just delightfully charming. You know, he gets overlooked, I think, as well, but his voice is just a gift. Just a gift. Indulge me. I'm gonna play a bit first here of Kim Jong Mi's 1973 song Param Wind, followed by Yoon's 2019 solo song of the same name. Because I don't think it's a coincidence that Winner only really started clicking with me after I started deep diving into vintage non K pop Korean pop music. Because I think Yoon, especially, just his the way that he builds melodies and um, chord progressions, everything, I feel like it's just very firmly rooted in this sort of uh, Korean like pop and rock music. <laughs>
종이 비행기 날리자 우리 모습마저도 다 사랑 사랑이라면 Okay, so now that you have the sound of winter in your ears, let's start listening to Every Day. So the first track on Every Day is Every Day. in large part by Mino, and in interviews, Winner labeled this a trap song. Every Day does use that percussion-heavy, kind of empty-sounding um, backing that you hear in trap music. I mean, I'm not a rap expert by any means, but it's something I associate with um, rappers like Gucci Mane. So Every Day retains just a whiff of the tropical house about it. The lingering strains of Really Really in the synthesizers. Um, it just like echoes, giving the song, it does give the song kind of a warm feeling, despite the sparse um, backing instrumentation. And the lyrics of the song are super cute, and they talk about that like nervous like butterflies in the stomach feeling you get when you start dating someone and just want to spend every second of every day with them. It's just a very sweet, very youthful theme. And being a winner rap song, every day starts off with a rap verse. So I'm going to play it through to the first chorus, and you'll hear Mino first. One thing to listen for is Mino's line about his lady friend being a flower and honeybees being lured by her beauty. Young Hana Bole Jojo. Oh, yeah. No man, Jotam Nangogo. God say. because you are about to enter the Hoonie Zone, and this is possibly one of the catchiest raps ever written, and I dare you to try to shake it from your ear. Yeah. 
주워 마치고 톡톡 만나면 반갑다고 뽀뽀 무소한 방에 정신이 픽픽픽 전 확인 가서 링링링 여사친 늦어다 빕빕빕 정리하고 내게 올린린린 Everyday 기도해 365일 내 이름 대신 불러줘 my boy 주머니에 찔러 넌 손꺼내 손에 손잡아줘 So we go from pizza, pasta, so, so, go, go. And then you go to talk, 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 ring, ring, ring. Because he takes me to sort of initial repetitions that he uses in that first verse, you know, the honeybee, honeybee, honeybee. And then he just like escalates it. He just like takes it up a notch. It just like builds and then he hit the chorus again. And what I love about every day, what I love about all of Winner's mainstream friendly songs is that they're built from just very solid foundations. And one of the things that impressed me the most when I saw Winner perform live is that they had this live band. And you could just hear in the arrangements how solid a song like Every Day actually was. So I'm going to play you a bit from the live performance from the same concert um, on October 27th, 2019. from a 2018 music festival because I think it just shows sort of uh, the the reaction that winner can generate. <laughs> Every, 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 every
performed live, complete with the meme-worthy, shaking the water out of your ears dance. I mean, every day is a song you can return to. Every day, day, every, every day. And, okay, moving on, track two is a vocal song, Air. Yeah. And this one was written by Yoon. And it's this easy breezy mid-tempo pop rock, sort of prototypical winner, four-member winner song, featuring lyrics about how the girl they're singing about is both like a breath of fresh air and also air that's necessary to sustain life. And it really does have that breath of fresh air feeling with this just this very open instrumental track that that just lets the vocals kind of breathe um and it's it just starts quietly you know like you're just yawning waking up it's a lazy sunday morning you know you're having breakfast in bed and it just sort of slowly builds up to this sort of nice pleasant hum and then you get that that genie bridge that that glue that glue of the winter song and then it explodes in this big raucous finale there's just so much to like about air built around this little off-kilter riff one three and four yeah to the copious background instrumental flourishes, to the way it sounds like every member of Winner did at least one pass and probably more like four or five passes, adding like studio time killer shout along chorus vocals and ad libs just sort of throughout the entire song. So I'm gonna play you the song from Genu's Bridge to the end but I want you to listen in the background for these just like little like odds and ends that are just kind of that are just tossed in like confetti and it's my impression that air is something of a fan favorite and if so you know good job inner circles <laughs> hands up in the air Jumping, dancing, jumping, dancing, 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 dancing
track three brings us back to another rap-based song, again written by Mino, and this is one of my favorites, which just gets stuck in my head all the time, and now it's gonna get stuck in yours. aka in English, hello, written from the point of view of an obsessive guy who cannot get through to his lady friend on the phone, and it is driving him crazy. The entire song is a full-on feast of catchy rhythmic lines, phone sounds, automotopia, just delicious wordplay from one Mr. Song Minho. So the song opens with this little synthesizer line that sounds like it's being played on a phone touchpad. dive into this insanely catchy call and response chorus. So you're going to hear Mino first asking, hello, and then like this um, ringtone response. And then it's going to go to the second part of the chorus where Yoon picks up the lead and he's going to say essentially you know, okay, I'll try one more time. And then he's answered by this descending little do-do-do-do music that kind of just gives you that feeling of, I'm sorry, this number is not in service right now. It's just so much fun to sing along to. Yeah, just a chill, relaxed song about obsessively calling your girlfriend over and over and over and over and over. Where I'm Bonnie, where I'm Bonnie. Now you got me much younger. Now it's a good chunk of Track 4 is a Mino solo song with the English title of Turn Off the Light, but the Korean is Sunman Chapgo Chaja. Let's just hold hands and sleep. It is a sultry, yearning song, full of the barely restrained horniness that Mino specializes in and that we love him for. In a radio interview, Mino said that he'd heard the phrase, let's just hold hands and sleep from his father, 
Um, and then just to give you a sense of winner on their variety show interactions, Yoon then replied that Mino's father said, let's just hold hands and slave to Mino's mother. And then Mino was born. So this song is built around this just like jazzy guitar riff that just sounds like it's drenched in cigarette smoke and cocktails. I mean, this is a late night song. are from the point of view of a guy who is trying. He's really trying not to rush things with his lady friend, but he's just so overcome with just the intimacy of the situation they're in that he finds it difficult to hold back. I mean, you know, the lyrics are kind of like he's on his best behavior for now, but you know, if she keeps kissing him, well, he's not going to stop her. And Mino's voice is just incredibly expressive. And you can, you know, you can like feel that emotional strain when he jumps up to this falsetto in the chorus singing, let's just hold hands and sleep before dropping back down to his chest voice saying that, you know, actually what he wants to do is like burn up. I'll play you a bit going into that chorus so you can hear the build-up of Mino begging his lady friend to remove all her tempting body parts out of his reach, or he's not going to be responsible for his actions. And then he's going to go into that, let's just hold hands and sleep falsetto. I cannot emphasize enough that if you like Mio's music, you have to check out his first solo album, XX, which came out at the end of 2018, and his second solo album, which is set to be released October 30th, 2020, and to which I have hopefully timed the release of this podcast episode. Moving on to track five, La La, 
We're back to Yoon and his rock songs. So La La is one of those songs that I like to call a concert song because it's really not meant to be listened to like on CD. It's meant to be experienced live in a big venue or sung in karaoke with your friends. And you know, Yoon even explained in an interview that La La is a song about shouting away all the frustrations of everyday life. Shouting out until, as Yoon sings in the chorus, the police will come and take you away. And musically, the song is built around this like super cheesy, like ska guitar rhythm. Hey yo, you ready? You ready for this? That you know, when combined with the shouty chorus vocals, just brings me right back to the days when all rock bands absolutely 100% needed at least one sax player. So yeah, I mean, this isn't a song that you're going to sit and like seriously ponder life about. This is a song that is meant to give you something to jump around to while singing la la at the top of your lungs. La 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 la. And just to hear the difference and you know what I mean about like the concert songs. I know I've, I've played these before. Just to hear the difference with this one, I'm going to play a bit from the recording and then I'll cut into the live version um, that was taken from the encore of that Again, that same October 27th, 2019 Soul concert, just so you can hear the difference.
Track six is another Yoon song. This is a quiet guitar ballad. understand Korean nearly well enough to pick up on all the nuances here. But from the interviews that I listened to and reading the lyrics translations, my impression is that the Ege here is doing double duty of saying, is that it? And yeah, that's it. And this is one of a string of Yoon's kind of oddly cheerful heartbreak songs. And the lyrics talk around this theme of the, the Ege you know, asking if this relationship really meant anything at all to the the lady friend who is leaving, going into these sort of changeable post-breakup mood swings, which, you know, you hear these, like, switch. And then asking, you know, if it meant anything at all. Did it mean anything at all to her? Did it mean anything at all to, to them, to me? It's a really pretty song, and the staging for this song from specifically the Everyday Encore Tour DVD was was really, really nice. It kind of makes the the um, arrangement kind of literal, and it has the four members on chairs um, in the center of this, the thrust stage, the circular stage and the thrust stage, and they're sitting with their backs to the center. And as the melody kind of goes around, you know, they each get a line, the you know they sort of sing in turn and then the stage begins to rotate and gently rise and it's this is very like circular 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 you know switch so i'm gonna play through a bit of this song um so the opening is huni with his gentle singing voice i, I really love huni's voice and then that's followed by mino chinu and then yoon and then we'll pick up where the violins kick in as we go back. And then the money shot, which is Gino and Yoon going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in this like, this like frothy, like just frantic almost bridge that just spirals and spirals into begging to be taken back. Like, girl, take me back. Before cresting on Yoon going into his falsetto, before coming back down to Huni's gentle voice again. It's, it is just a lovely, lovely arrangement and so much emotion. Baby, 
그건 다 뭐야 거짓말인 거야 갖고 논 거야 안을 거야 지금 잡은 손 놓지 말자던 우리 약속은 뭐야 약속은 뭐야 매일 밤 내게 속삭이던 사랑은 도대체 뭐야 감정 없는 내 표정을 버린 머릿속에만 And, I mean, Ege is good, but track 7 Oh, track seven is my hands-down favorite track on the album, Ipodara. We were, literal translation, it was pretty. And this is the second in a row, oddly cheerful breakup song from Yoon. And if Yege was still kind of gleefully stewing in the immediate aftermath of the breakup, Ipodara has moved on and is kind of reminiscing in this like rosy, rosy glow kind of way about you know, the, the bad, the good times and bad times and, you know, everything is just kind of nostalgic now. just sort of highlighting um, how much winter just kind of hits right at what I like. This song is done in my favorite kind of loopy 12-8 style with this beautiful vocal arrangement that I have listened to on repeat more times than I would care to admit. The verses are done with a bit of distortion and compression making the rappers sound like they're singing to you know us as the old ex-girlfriend kind of through the phone. After the rapt verses, we cut back to the vocal line who are reflecting on, you know, times gone by in the chorus. So the verses are sweet, but the chorus, my friends, the chorus, ugh. So first of all, this is like what I consider kind of the platonic ideal of a winner vocal line chorus. And you get, first you get Genu's clear, clear tones as sort of the bass line, right? You get these, just, just these lovely, nice tones as the bass line. Because <laughs> in comes Yoon and oh my god, he just like sells it. He is selling it. He is going all out and it is so satisfying. But, uh, it, you know, just like the, the emotion and, and just like this, the weight that his voice has um, and just the way that it it just contrasts so beautifully with Jinu's kind of very clear, pure singing voice. You know, Yoon's sort of more theatrical vocals it needs it needs that contrast to really make them pop and it's just beautiful and on top of everything else in this song yg sprung for a real string section those little like eighth note hits in the back of the choruses make it sound like yoon is just like floating away on some like <laughs> like ecstasy of nostalgia 
And then when he hits the high note, and you'll know when he hits that high note, just like watch out, like, you know, clutch your pearls, cross your legs. It is absolutely perfect. It's at once nostalgic and bittersweet and, and, oh, it just gives me chills, even after having heard it on repeat approximately one million times. And you know, <laughs> I have to link to um, they do a karaoke version of this, and it's on YouTube. And Yoon just looks so satisfied with himself after hitting that high note. <laughs> he really is. He really is my um. What do the kids say? My alt bias. He's just delightful. My last favorite thing about the song is just the way it ends, as if it's going to pick right back up again. I mean, this song was essentially written specifically for me. And then we head out of breakup mode and back into horny mode with catchy pop, luxury, aka Sachi. Sachi, 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 oh. Which is about courting a girl so fine. She makes you spend your entire bank account, but quote, even if I was a billionaire, unquote, it wouldn't add up to what she's worth. <laughs> and this is another one of those kind of like sparse rap songs like Every Day and Yelp Sale. But again, I, I don't like the trap label. I don't think it applies. I think some marketing person thought that up. So this spine of luxury is this like clinky, like electronic keyboard sound that just sort of like plinks away like one, two, three, four for essentially the entire song and then kind of the vocals and the other instruments play off of it. Sometimes they're in line with it, sometimes they kind of drift off, but to me it has this feeling of like being drunk and getting that like 
restlessness where you feel like you really you're just gonna like take off and just like go somewhere you're just like going and the song is just like going maybe not in the straight line that you thought you were walking but it is moving <laughs> and like all throughout you you feel like the um you just feel like the the bass booming underneath everything like like your heartbeat so i'm gonna play a bit and listen again for that sort of essential yoon build up to the chorus that hits with this hilarious synth line that kind of hides under the drums um maybe i can try to eq it for you but it has got this wobbly sound like wow 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 like like um like it's poking you in the shoulder like hey 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 uh, just like adding to that drunk feeling. It is a, a delightful song. we go from like the silliness of luxury to track nine which is a sober song movie star so this is another yoon song and this is one that was written for the fans and is done in the piano drums and strings musical genre i like to call capital s serious idol song the use of this genre signals um to this listener at least that you are gonna have to buckle up for some seriously heartfelt lyrics and it sounds like this
with being mentioned multiple times as Yoon's favorite song on the album. The fact that this was the song chosen for fans to sing to winner before the encore at the Seoul concert that I went to makes me makes me think that this song really does have a special meaning for both winner and the fans. <laughs> fans kind of singing it. It really does give you chills. And if I'm remembering right, it was in the extras for the most recent Japan tour DVD that Yoon says that he hated the name Winner at first. But now, looking back, he thinks, oh yeah, my youth was Winner. And that's exactly the feeling that I get from this song and these lyrics. The song is chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus with the verses by the rappers, choruses by the singers, and the lyrics on the chorus repeat, I'm a movie star, in a way that it almost feels like a mantra, like like the singer is, is willing himself to believe it. You know, if he stretches just a little bit further, just a little bit further, he can make himself believe it. He can make himself reach that happy ending. So Huni's verse, which comes first, talks about the crashing reality of entering show business at the bottom, and talking about the the dream he had, the childish dream of just being in the spotlight, and of taking that dream, and sort of the practical realities of turning it into something adult, something tangible. And he has this line about learning to adjust to the rules of the game that just kind of broke my heart because, you know, I did watch the, the win who is next and just the way that he was chided over and over again for being unable to shake his Busan accent just was really painful. But here he is, like he went through it. And then Mina's verse talks about trying to remember to stay true to himself. It has this line about, you know, CGI effects and, you know, they're cool, but they're smoke and mirrors. You know, just, just trying to remember to remind us that the, the people we see on stage, like they're human, like they make mistakes. Um, but that's what's important. Like that is what's important is that that connection that we make. And then it's, it's not about being perfect. It's about it's about reaching the audience and it's just very it's just very pretty <laughs> and you know the strings section just like swells underneath everything is like you know here we are at the climax of this film but but oh it's it's you know this isn't any song it's a winner song right so just as you think you're gonna get like just sort of played out like on this this john williams score everything cuts off and, you know, as Mino says, like the, the CGI is cleared away and you're just left with these human beings and you just hear them with, they just have this single, it's like a single acoustic guitar and their voices, that's it. And, and then it explodes out again in this like grand finale chorus. It's just so clever and very effective in, in getting that sort of emotion across. 
And at the concert, the final part of the song just becomes this massive sing-along with the whole audience. And like, I was in the middle of it and, you know, as a casual fan at that, but man, just try not to get teary-eyed. It just sweeps you right along. It is a, a, you know, really, really beautiful song. go from that touching capital S serious track right into track 10, which is our first Hoonie written song, Special Night. A song that does exactly what it says on the box. It is an unironic disco song about having a fun night out with your lady and your group of guy friends and in concert it has this you know idol style like hip thrusting choreography that i think you know there was a reason that mina referred to them as the dancingest boy group at yg um well at least until treasure debuted but <laughs> It is a super fun genre of pop song, one I, one I really enjoy, which is the, um, you know, group of guys out on the town hanging out and dancing. So the dancingest boy group at the time in YG moves from that Hoonie song onto the the second Hoonie song, which just sort of showcases his um, sort of versatility as well. So this song is called Raining, and this is sort of the second fan song on this album. And it's a fan song on two levels. So one is that Winner and their fans joke about the group bringing the rain with them. Um, you know, at, at events and fan signs, and it happens to uh, rain a lot when winter is around. This song is a nod to kind of that inside fandom joke. But it's also a song for fans that were around before really, really 
and Huni said in interviews that he wanted to recapture the sound of their soulful early songs. I read that as him not wanting to disappoint the fans who had been around since the beginning. You know, those fans who liked those early kind of more difficult songs and wanting to just show that um, that they were still the same group at heart. And, you know, Raining is just, um, it is just this <laughs> rainy song. It just gives you that feeling of a rainy spring day when you're kind of inside looking out at the rain splashing up on the window and and just sort of the emotions that 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 kind of brings up in you. I have to play the beginning because it starts off with this like this little synthesizer riff using that like do 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 synthesizer patch that is a strong echo of 2014 hit Empty which I played earlier. in the episode and it just makes me think that that do 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 sort of intro riff is a nod to their old days and sort of just cementing the idea that you know Huni found it important to to say to, to the fans that yes we're four members now yes we have this new image but it doesn't mean that we've forgotten you fans who have been around since the beginning and I think that's this is very Huni yeah. So this song, Raining, centers around a chain of these solid descending piano chords, and the rest of the backing instruments kind of float in and out. Um, and the song has a lot of texture, even though it stays pretty chill. It doesn't have a lot of like dynamic differences, but it, it has a lot of texture. And um, one of my favorite things about it is the use of guitar harmonics that hit almost like raindrops against the window. I didn't mention it, I think, at the top, but there is a real guitarist credited to almost every song on this album, as well as a real bass player and um, a real string section on a few tracks. Yes, I am a dummy for not listening earlier. And then we get to the finale. So we close as we open with a Mino track. This one is a gentle ballad. 
called Have a Good Day, and it has um, something of a sad backstory. As Mino explained um, in some interviews, that he had written this um, for a friend of his, a friend that he'd been close to in high school, who had passed away while Winter was touring in Japan, and he had been unable to return home for her funeral. And he said that, you know, before this, he'd kind of written for the fans or, you know, he'd written with like an audience in mind, but this was a song that he wrote for an audience of one person. And the lyrics are just very heartfelt, very touching, and they kind of talk to this particular grief of losing someone when you have an unresolved relationship with them. And you know, as Mino raps in his second verse, that um, it's, the conversation just stays on red. You know, there's never going to be a response. It's, it is very, <laughs> it is very heartfelt. The instrumentation is pretty simple, centering on drums and piano. But the hook of the song is this, is this sticky, sticky phrase of Mino hoping that his, his friend is having a good day in heaven. And we close out the album with Jinu singing, even if you're far away, don't be lonely. I'll be by your side. Look over here with a smile. I'll greet you. a song for Mino's friend who passed away, but I think that, you know, for fans, you can take something, something of that as well. You know, the idea that, that as idols, um, you know, that this is what, this is what they're here for. You know, even when we're far away, they'll, they'll be here for us to, to watch and variety shows and cheer us up and watch their videos and, and smile. And then when they come and, and we see them in concert, you know, they greet us with a smile. It's, um, it's this very heartfelt and a very kind and, and very sweet song. And that is Every Day. 
which I thought would be a good album to what I want to call my significant album series. So I started off, I guess, last year really with Shiny's um, Story of Light. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, I think it's 15. But I thought that Every Day was also just a very important album because it it gave Winner a second debut in a lot of ways, four years after their first debut. It was... So really, really gave Winner their first mainstream hit, right? But Every Day was the album that kind of proved that really, really wasn't a fluke or a mistake in that Winner were... They were here. They were Winner. They were somebody to to listen to, to contend with. Um, They were in the game. That they were real artists, real idols. It wasn't a mistake that they won that contest. And, I mean, they toured on this album for almost a full year. And even after that, the songs remained the backbone of the 2019-2020 cross tour that I went to. And that I walked out of, a super fan. So, I mean, I think Western K-pop fans love to throw around the label flop. And they love to pass judgment on sales numbers and streams and views and whatever. But, I mean, life isn't about metrics. And entertainment is not about metrics. I mean, there are things that you can't measure in like a streaming count. Um, things like like the impact that a group has just sort of on people's lives. Like hearing like hearing millions at the end of a long day of work and just turning the radio up. There are flowers that bloom in autumn too. If you measure everything in success, if you're calling everyone a flop, from the beginning, then you're going to miss out on those autumn blooms. And it really is your loss. It really is. Unfortunately, the sole finale for the cross tour that was scheduled for early 2020 um, was canceled because of the pandemic. And Jinu and Huni both enlisted in the military earlier this year without getting to give the fans a final goodbye concert. But I mean... You know, it's not like fans haven't waited four years between winter albums before. <laughs> and Yoon and Mino are both busy with solo work and fingers crossed that I have time to this episode to go with Mino's second solo album with hopefully Yoon's to come um, in a few months in early 2021. But, you know, I'm, I am hopeful that the four will continue as a group even after um, enlistment because I think they just work very well together and I, I like I like how their voices sound together. I like how they fit together musically. I think that Winner are a very special group. And I'm going to play us out with a song from Winner's final release before their hiatus. And this is a Mino written song called Hold that I think the release, it kind of got buried between the pandemic and everything else happening. But it is a really lovely song and it has a super cute video with the four members they're kind of playing as um four brothers in this like retro sitcom and it has a laugh track and everything it's really funny so listen enjoy learn to do the little dance that goes with it and um yeah i i hope you like this episode and i hope that you will you know give winner a chance and uh become super fans with me. So yeah, I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
다리미 다리미 어 다리니 다리니 어 다는 배뜸 다리니 나는 기다리지 어 배고파 배고플 때 어머니 밥하실 때 보다 더뜸 다리니 난 속도절 재고 있는 건가 설마 간을 보는 건가 내 착각이었나 섣부른 고백이었나 응이면은 싫으면 너참 생각만 하진다 이미 심장은 표정 그 앞에 얼어붙어 널 대답만 무작정 기다리다 석고상 되겠네 생각이 넘 딥해 아니 밥을 열번 먹었는데 뭐를 더 고민해 꼴 먹은 벙어리 여전히 넌 나를 남자로 안 보니 알통 보여줄게 이제 픽해 왜 말을 못해 이 사람이 내 사람이 더왜 말을 못해 바람 불때방 태어내 줄 달아줘도 날리지 못해 밥상을 떡 차려주고 숟가락 젖어도 먹지 못해 불쑥 찾아온 봄날의 향기가 없네 의미 심장은 표정 그 앞에 얼어붙어 널 대답만 무작정 기